Sefer Bayam Rakecha, we are continuing on the Elope pieces. We're on page Nundal, we're Perak Bays, and, uh, and we're continuing from Perak Aleph, which was profound. Uh, it's posted. And I will just mention a couple of the, the, the takeaways as I related to them uh, as we go into Perak Bays. So we, we talked in Elul, we asked what is the Mahusa Tshuva, what is the essence of Tshuva, and how does that compare with how many of us relate to Tshuva and the results of the process and where that seems to be leading us, whether we're actually growing. Uh, we suggested that many, many times a person approaches Tshuva, the, the, the idea is Tikkun HaMaisim, we want to live within the Dalad Amos of Halacha, the Dalad HaChalakeh Shulchan Aruch, we have Tariq Mitzvahs, the things that we're doing wrong that we need to stop doing wrong, that we need to move away from, the things that we should be doing right, the things that we are doing right, that we should be doing better. At the very least, we should be keeping 100% of all halachas, let alone anything more. And we start off with Shlemus working backwards, and we end up sort of going, you could say, hand-to-hand combat in a thousand different directions. There's all these different areas that I need to fix, all of these different details, and uh, we get the feeling that we're just constantly working on the same things and uh, not necessarily progressing. We discussed the idea that tshuva is really returning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, that, a, a, a person who has certain ambitions and priorities and lives with certain truths will necessarily act, speak, etc. differently. One of the examples we gave is that if a person lives with certain truths, principles, and let's say physics, principles in gravity, principles in heat, electricity, if you know those things to be a truth, that will necessarily lead to a thousand different mycin in terms of how it's applied in different areas. That's a different approach than trying to go through and categorize all of those different things and address them one by one. It's taking a centralized approach and then uh, definitely a simon of whether or not a person truly has that integrity is going to be whether or not it affects the maizim. But the perspective is not to focus on all of the maizim. It's to focus on it's to focus on the relationship. It's to focus on the priorities, the goals, whether or not we're coming close to a kaddish baruch Hu. And to the extent that we are moving in the wrong direction or we need to be moving more in the right direction, there is an absolute decision to return to hakadosh baruch Hu. And once viewed like that, even as we relate to the Kabbalists, in terms of we, we talk about actionable, actionable steps, then we view, view oneself at a crossroad. One tiny step at a crossroad will lead someplace miles and miles away from where they otherwise would have been. So understanding what types, how, what the focus should be of those steps, of those Kabbalists, will uh, will be of paramount importance in getting where where you want to be. The one one other point is when a, once a person understands this as the tshuva that he's trying to do, the fact that at this stage in that path he's not perfect in all of his maizim does not detract from the fact that he is 100% engaged in tshuva. If tshuva means that I'm acting perfectly, to the extent that I'm not acting perfectly, I haven't done tshuva, it's very frustrating. If tshuva is a shifting of focus and a commitment and an absolute decision that still is going to take time to carry out, 
then I can be a child who, let's say, took a little bit of a left turn and with 100% sincerity comes and gives his parents a hug, understanding where he went wrong, how he has to how he has to uh, make those amends and the road that he's going to be on. That's 100% what he has to be doing. Even Nobody's going to start in step 100. He's starting in step 1, but he's 100% committed and he 100% made that decision. He's done 100% tshuva. The depth of the Indian of Tshuva, the depth of the idea of Tshuva, is a recognition in the Yichud, we'll translate it for now as oneness, of Hashem. There's a tremendous depth. So if you understand this, and you live by it, you are going to live a new life. And all of one's avoda will receive a new influx, a new energy of light and sweetness. So let's let's dive in. Paragraph Aleph. Sherish Averis Chaisramuna. The Sherish of Averis is actually a deficiency in Amuna. Kihine, Kol Averis Adam Oise, all Averis. Every Avera is, is rooted in a mistake. That mistake is that there is something other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If we go back to the example that we mentioned a few moments ago, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaMakom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not in the world. He's not a factor in the world. He's not the most powerful factor in the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaMakom. The context within which everything else is discussed, exists, etc., the Torah, these are all larger conversations. The Torah is an expression of Ratzon Hashem. Klal Yisrael is a, is, is a Kli. Klal Yisrael is able to receive the Torah. Is, we have a Neshama, it's a Chelek Elokami Mal. It's all one system. If we were to take, going back to, again, the other example, we take something like gravity. Now, it would be very valuable for me and it would be very cool. There's a lot of reasons why I would like something to actually not fall down or to fall up or to be lighter than gravity, right? There, there's, there's a lot of reasons why that would make sense for me in a particular in a particular context. I need something to stay there. I don't want it to fall down. The idea of even considering that as an alternative, let alone letting my mind go down that path, fantasizing about it, that presumes that there's any room for such a for such a reality to exist. If you live in a world where gravity just is the framework within which everything else operates, there's no such. There's not even room for fantasy. There's not. There's not room to even discuss anything. Right? We gave something about the rules of physics. Wouldn't it be cool if fire was cold and ice was hot and this is... What are you even talking about? The idea that somebody's going to consider Tyvus as a path, a viable path, even if they're going to get punished, even if they shouldn't be doing it, even if it's not going to be a long-term decision, the idea of going down a path that is anything other than Ratz and Hashem is essentially... A, it's, it's a deficiency in a person's emuna in Yichud Hashem because it means that there is another path. It's, it's taking away from that reality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being HaMakom. Like we see in the facade of Sheker in the world. 
So we just offered it. We just offered this. Now let's. We're suggesting this. We're going to make this hypothesis. Let's test it out. If a person rebels against Hakadosh Baruch Hu, a person goes in a path that is not in line with the Torah. Everybody wants to do something that is good. Now you can have a question: What is good? Is good the ethical path? Is good the moral path? Is good the, what feels good? Is good what I enjoy the most? Nobody is doing something bad. There is a reason why uh, every normal person, there is a reason why a person does it because it serves some sort of a purpose. If a person would realize that there is no viable purpose, not good, not bad, not otherwise, there is no productive, no anything outside of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Nobody is searching for Ra, right? And going back to what we said before, let's say a person is something that's kosher and something that's not kosher. I know that eating kosher is right, but I want the not kosher. Think about if, a, if, if something would taste like it's, let alone nutritional information, it would taste like it's spiritual nutritional information. So that something that was not kosher would be dog food. Okay, at that point, it would not become a viable option in terms of being food. A person could eat it; they may or may not get sick from it, but it, it wouldn't. It, it, it would. It simply would not be on the table. The idea that our Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us a Yitzhara and the possibility to do Ra, so that we can overcome that Ra and not have Namadechisufa and earn the ultimate good is not any different than if a person put a sheet over something and there was a shadow and there was a disagreement over what it was and you're, you know two people get into an argument. If one of them saw the person put the sheet up and they actually know what's behind the sheet, they're not, it's not even a matter of, uh, uh, of a discussion. It's a discussion not worth having. If a person would have true amuna, it's not, it, it wouldn't be a matter of overcoming overcoming tests, a person sees behind the sheet, they see behind the Yitzhahara, there's no possibility of any viable alternative of following these other pleasures, any any other Avera. It means that there is some other avenue that's worth pursuing, whether a reasonable alternative, an other unreasonable alternative, whether it's truly better or not better than than Torah mitzvahs, but there is some value to something other than Hashem. It means that there's something lacking in their understanding of Yichud Hashem. Yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu are one of the tremendous miracles, the paradox. Generally, if A comes from B, that means that there's some A, A, that there's a source of A, the seeds of A were within B initially. How can you have Ra if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kulay Taiv? So where does Ra come from? That, that question is dealt with. However, when a person actually pursues Ra, that means that there is something there that is, let alone a person should pursue that it's going to give them an actual an actual benefit over doing the other thing, but that there is even anything else to pursue. It's just a facade. It's just a smokescreen. If a person would realize that uh, that that 
everything is only there insofar as Kiviyachal Hakadosh Baruch Hu is continues to imagine it. Everything is only receiving its 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 energy so that it can even exist in any capacity from Hashem. There can't be any toiva miti in an avera because anything in the avera is really coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Think about another example if this helps. Imagine that a person is standing there and then they take their arm and then they push back against their chest. Is there? How do, how do we look at that counterforce? Somebody's pushing back against me. But nothing's pushing back me back against me. That's me create. That's only because you take the little snapshot in time and you look at my chest, and there seems to be there seems to be something pushing back. But that something is really me. It's only because I looped around to give you the perception from your vantage point that there's a counterforce for somebody to sit there and so to speak worship that counterforce as though there's more than one person in the room is nonsense. The Dover Ra, let's say the example used before, if I'm imagining something, does it exist? Yeah, it exists. Once I put together the imagination, I can, let's say, have recall of it. I'm sure in certain chemicals in the brains, a certain image that's in my mind I can come back to. At some level it exists, but if I'm actively imagining something, it doesn't have a kiyum. It has a kiyum only insofar as I generate it and access it. As behechrech, Something that's tov is something that's real. If it's MS, it's lasting, it has kiyum. If I'm saying that Ra has no kiyum, that means that the only the, the, the only kiyum, the only existence that's there and something that's inherently, you know, that we're saying is Kineged Ratzon Hashem, something that's Ra, is actually the godliness that's there. That goes back to our previous point. Which is, you know, how does Ra come from a Kodesh Baruch? Why does Hashem choose to have it manifest as as Ra, uh, etc.? However, that really it's only, like we said, a person pushing back against himself. There's no actual counterforce. That's Hakadosh Baruch Hu generating that perception in its presentation to us. Shu'ar dak shemachaya es hadaver. That it's the godliness that actually uh, makes the thing exist. Now, if you look in the footnote for a second. Says, everything has some godliness that uh, that, that ge- generates its existence. Uh, generates life to everything, existence. As I and therefore, even something that's klipa also has a nitzot that allows it to exist. Ella, now klipa also has a godly purpose. Let's give one example. If you have an orange peel. The peel might not be the fruit. It's a, it's a it's a peel, a, a shell. It has a certain purpose. As long as it's servicing the fruit, it will stay orange. It'll stay vibrant. It'll stay moist. The second it gets peeled away from the fruit, it's essentially just a matter of time until it gets dark and shrivels up, uh, and uh, you know withers away. It doesn't actually have its own kiem. Its kiem is only there insofar as it's serving a particular purpose. Over here, it says that even the klipa is only substantial insofar as it's serving a godly purpose, and once it's not, then it essentially is a facade. How does it exist there at all? So this is not really part of that perfect muscle. How does it exist at all? Because HaKadosh Baruch continues to make it exist. It's very hidden, the, the godliness. It's very hidden, the godliness. 
uh, and it's underneath a lot of habasha. Uh, There's nothing that is a uh, creation. That doesn't have a small amount of light from, so to speak, uh, from the side of Kedusha. Okay, so it's hard to see. Since this spark, so to speak, these are you know terms of, of art, uh, Kabbalistic terms. Since this spark is covered up with klipa, the presentation of a person tapping into this thing that seems to generate vitality in life is that it's coming through the klipa from the avera, I mean, this is a point that's really beyond us. A person does something, they feel some level of enjoyment in Tainug. Tainug is, is a godly uh, idea. You're tapping to something godly. How could there be godliness in this klipa? Because everything has godliness in it. But the interface seems to be Ra or Avera. So a person comes to think that there's vitality and there's some sort of a kiem to the Avera itself. Avala MS he there is no tov that's actually in the klipa it might be the interface might be the klipa however there's no actual tov in the klipa itself uh, in, in our example the orange peel is not the fruit it's there to service the fruit it's there to preserve the fruit on its own it withers away but the the tov is really coming from the nitzitz and he goes on ultimately saying last paragraph until a person recognizes what the vitality is coming from when a person recognizes that so then he's paida that vitality from Klippais, as a chelak shashayach elav benitz to makabel oisai elav. So, this is a, a high level, very high level explanation of. Well, if Ra has no Kiyam at all, then how are we even, what's even the Taiva? What's even the Tainug? Where is that even coming from? How could a person make this mistake? And the answer is because HaKadosh Bo had a reason that he set up a system where there's Ra in it, but 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 any vitality there is really coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's really coming from something that's inherently Taiva, and even though it's associated with something Ra, the, the actual the actual Ra, the actual uh, things that are connected to Ratz and Hashem, so to speak, is they, as they present himself, obviously Hashem set up the system, are not things that have any inherent vitality or goodness uh, to follow. A person that, that, again, not just believes, not just subscribes to, a person who lives this reality that we just described, a person that wants taiv, why are you going to go via a facade to engage in a distorted way so that you could feel this godliness that's there, you know, instead of just receiving from the pipe? A person's going to take, well, there's some distortions where the pipe is bent and now it created a leak. You don't have to go through the distortions where the godliness is coming out and re- being presented uh, presented through Ra. A person could just go to the Toiva to Miti, where the actual chef is, where the actual air is, and take directly from there. Understand the, the true the true priorities and the true statement of MS. And therefore, we see that every Avera, a person that, that goes after 
master anything other so to speak, then then Ratzon Hashem, it means that they're not living with this reality that we just described. And the footnote he points out that besides besides for what we just described, the idea of a person that goes and does an Avera is also associated with the uh, the idea that a person has autonomy. Meaning, even if there was something else, when a person has an Oda and a person has a Kaddish Baruch some Chaj Bacham Tov but forget about the whole world. The person is creating you at every at every moment. A person is you know like those flashlights. Instead of turning them on, you have to sort of uh, spin spin a, a, a little crank or continue to, to push to push a button and only as as you're doing it that's how long the light is going to go if you would stop turning the crank they make them for like uh, hurricanes uh, or, or, or areas where a person has no batteries this way it just generates energy and as you generate the energy the light is there if a person realized that for instance your eyes are constantly being generated the power of sight it's not up to you whether to go, whether to go, not be mocked, but on Shmir Sinayim and look at the wrong thing. Your brain is constantly working. It's not up to you to have machshavas that you shouldn't be having. And therefore, besides for the pagam and moon that we described at length, it's also a pagam in thinking that a person uh, that a person is his own his own boss, that he has his own autonomy, that he's self self responsible. Paragraph Bays. Hakara, rather, be Yichud Hashem. The Indian of Tshuva is a recognition in the Yichud Hashem. So the first paragraph said that the Shurish and Avera is a deficiency in this Muna, and the Indian of Tshuva is a Hakara recognition. If the Shurish of an Avera is a deficiency in Amuna, so we would understand that the Indian of Tshuva is to rectify our actions. Ella be'ikr, but actually, so the our actions are an expression of our of the world that we live in. You live in a certain context, and therefore you interact with it in a certain way. So that's true. Our mitzvahs and averus are real with real spiritual, real world consequences. However, be'ikr l'chapes esamuna ba'mitus elakuso yisbarach. The, besides for the individual meisim that are expressions of the reality that we live in. The real tshuva is to, if, if a person realizes that they have the wrong, that they're not living with this reality, the, the real starting place is to begin to live in this reality, and then everything else can be addressed. Uh, a, a person doesn't want to run; they're tired. If you're standing in the middle of the street and a person sees a car coming directly at them, all of a sudden they're able to run. Uh, on understanding that that this is this is reality. There's no choice. It's not a choice whether to run or not. It's a question of how fast you're getting away from that car, or you're going to die trying. Literally. Now again, the, the footnote over here says the disclaimer that we've had many times. This is not to at all negate the idea that a person needs to work on not doing averus chas shalom and to make sure that they're doing mitzvahs. And, and the, the, the actions are necessarily a statement of that belief. Now, the truth is, Nasev Nishma, a person on day one also, is not going to feel that he has a personal relationship with every single one of these mitzvahs, but notwithstanding, we have Torah Shabbat we have Torah Shabbat Peh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, these are the statements of reality. Um... I like I like using the example of a physics book. It's not my example, by the way. I heard it from Ronald Lopiansky. The Torah is not an instruction manual. The Torah is a physics book. The fact that you don't understand how or why a particular formula works, it'll give you a deeper appreciation. But if you understand that these are the rules of how the world is built, 
then uh, you necessarily have to follow them. Our mistake is that we diverted our attention and we forgot this Yichur Hashem that we intellectually understand. This mistake is where we started to think that there was an alternate system of priorities. And this also was what got us to think that we could possibly have any sort of autonomy to do what we want. To return to the cleaving, the attachment, simple to Hashem. Leah is Kagamal Ale Imai, it's Pasik Tehillim, Koflamad Aleph, Bez, like a uh, a nursing one relying on their mother, Bitochidia, Sherak Hashem is Baruch, Wataif Hamiti, Vakochai Rak, Bakaychai, Ubeshefa, Hachayus, Achius Shelo. That a person is only living and existing within the, uh, by virtue of the Shefa Vakarish Baruch, as is everything in the the world. Zeu Oimek Pnimius in Achuva, this is the depth of the, the, the Pnimius of Chuva, Hachazore El Hashem is Baruch, the returning to this. Relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, with reality, mitach hakara biyichudai ubahar gosha behira shein od milvado yizbarach, and with a a integrated feeling of ein od milvadoi. V'kasher adam chay kach when a person lives like this, as I'm meila who bevadai gam yisakin as ma'isav v'payol, this will necessarily lead to addressing one's ma'isim. Then a person will cleave to a Kodesh Baruch in all areas. When a person truly knows that there's nothing other than Hashem, and anything that exists is only because it's the Or Hashem, then you're not relating to anything else in the world other than this is coming from Hashem, this is lit up by the Or Hashem, and what does Hashem want with this? Everything comes back to uh, understanding and relating to Ratz and Hashem. And just to look at the first the first paragraph of footnote, when a person comes to this hakara, he lives with this. Now he can be zoicha that his avonos are nimchakim va'adra abes doinos nasalos l'schuyos. His his sins can even become mitzvahs. Ki mizgale yichud Hashem isbarach avm komos hanemuchim v'amustarim. This person is now living with every single thing, including the way that he relates to his averus. Everything is an expression of Hashem. It's not cutting through the darkness to see Hashem. It's understanding everything. Sometimes the r the the chayshach is an r too. Everything is coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, there's a separate issue with tshuva that a person needs also to clean up whatever mess they made. That's a practical problem. But as far as on, re- relating to tshuva, when a person says it's not that there's two forces, there's Hashem and everything else, and Hashem is strong or Hashem wins out. It's that every single thing is an expression of Hashem. So now there is nothing other than Hashem. Everything is be'etzem, a way that a person can come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Paragraph Gimel Mishemaker Biyuchud Hashem Chai Nachoin Im Bittel Lashem is Baruch. A person that recognizes these ideas of Yuchud Hashem lives steadfastly, we'll say, with Bittel Lashem is Baruch. The idea of Bittel is uh, something that comes up in Hasidus and a lot of our discussions is a little bit of back and forth. As Ratzay Vishay, we discussed this concept 
at least in part, in Torah Dalid in Likut Maran, a person who ha- is total hisbathless, uh, let's say to the nth degree, a, a person is there's no expression of a person's own rotzain. So then that's not avoda. Uh, if if I'm going to come close to you, that means that there has to be a me and there has to be a you, and I'm coming closer. If I'm mevatel myself, then where's the avoda? On the other hand, I have to make asay rotzaino kirtzaynecha. I have to understand and adopt in melech b'loyam. I am autonomously deciding, it's not that there's a dictator, it's not that there's no room for my Ratzayin, it's that I'm independently making a Bechira and understanding that your Ratzayin is the one true Ratzayin. I am uh, uh, adopting and acknowledging based on my Ratzayin that know that there's his batlas, that I am choosing to be mevatel myself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but that's because that's through my gift of Bechira. A person that has this Hakara, then you move towards Bittal, and that's the Avoda, and then this is a never-ending, you know, iterative process because a person can come ever closer to the Insofet. Whatever person is a, a person grows into, then there's another stage to grow into after that. Hashem. A person does Tshuva from a recognition of the Yichud Hashem, everything that we've been discussing a person will not uh, come to a machshava that he can actually reach a hundred percent perfection this goes back to an idea that we mentioned earlier if i say i am supposed to be perfect then when I start off with tshuva, since I can't ever reach perfection, the question becomes, how imperfect am I? And, you know, as a consequence of that, a person falls to atzvus. It ends up being uh, it ends up being just, I'm chasing to get as close to perfection as possible without ever really feeling accomplishment, without ever really feeling like I, uh, like, like I got anywhere. Because a person's not able to reach any sort of a goal, it's just how, how distant I was from the goal. If you define tshuva like that, then it could become very disheartening. If I understand, however, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perfect, and my job is to align myself with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is something that I can do 100% from wherever I am, and then once I get to the next stage, I can do it again. But as far as the result, I'm dealing with the limitations of where I am. It doesn't mean that as a consequence, I'm going to be perfect. It means that I have to make a decision from where I am to make the move towards uh, towards towards perfection. Now, that that's as far as, as making moves, but as far as the idea of Bittal, let's just read note 47 over here, note Mem Zion. We, we, we started talking a lot about Bittal. How is it that if I am imperfect, I'm not able to do the things that I need to do to be a Shalem, how can I ever truly reach 100%? I'm still left with this feeling, okay, so I made a move in the right direction. But Lemaisa, objectively speaking, have I gotten there or not? Habitul the footnote, Habitul A person has to come to they, they understand, they feel, they identify that everything is Hashem. When you have a machine that let's say, um then when taken together, when the machine is 100% built, there might be, for argument's sake, a thousand different parts. 
in order to understand that you are part of a working machine, you don't have to have the idea that you can do everything on your own. If you would take any particular part out of the machine, it would be effectively useless, even if it's the most powerful part, even if it's the engine. If you take the engine out of the car, standing, it only has chashivas because it's part of a system. Once you take the engine out of the car, it has zero utility, a battery that is not plugged into something else, I guess it has kayak to do something, it is not, it, it's not useful and it doesn't, it doesn't have any expression uh, of any sort of a purpose. A person standing next to somebody who is almost seemingly objectively speaking uh, on an absolute scale, uh, you know, greater. If I'm going to know X, he knows more. If I'm going to learn X, he's going to learn more. If I'm going to be nice, he's nicer. When viewed like that, then I, I can I can view my value in terms of my purpose, my teak and my accomplishments, what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants from me. But if I'm just going to look at my my chashivas my that I have uh, in black and white, then the, the truth is, is, I don't actually have chashivos. But I'll tell you one thing: you can do if a if a person the the uh, can overcome their challenges from their vantage point in life. They can be megala r from from where they are set up. That giloy the gadol hadar might not be able to make. If part of the tikkun of the world is that every single situation should have a giloy then I can actually accomplish something that that Godel can't. That's when I view my tafkid as being part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan. So now, going back to our example about the puzzle, if the idea of the puzzle is to show a complete picture, then something that's 1% lacking is 100% incomplete. It doesn't make a difference whether or not my piece is bigger or smaller or a greater part of the picture. HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed each and every piece. If you designed 100 pieces that look the same or the same size, then the, the picture would never get there. And therefore, my, my one even, even if I'm a small smaller piece or I'm a less substantial part in a certain sense of the overall picture. That's only because I'm deciding that I, I it's I'm deciding that I want to have a bigger part. If I am subscribing to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's picture of Shlemus and what's supposed to happen in the world, so then I, I can accomplish 100% of what I'm supposed to accomplish that nobody else in the world from the beginning of time until the end of the time ever could, and I can my perfection is evaluating what I'm supposed to be doing in the context of, uh, of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's plan. That is not the same as saying, hey, listen, I'm not that great, but since I did my best, you know, my getting a 65 on the test belongs going on the fridge. That's not what it's saying at all. It's, it's I'm exactly where I need to be to accomplish 100% of what needs to be accomplished, and nobody else could possibly do that. And the reference is over here that there's a, a section in the Sefer Bayam Rakecha, which Amir's Hashem, if we continue, we'll get to. Uh, the section is called Bittel. The uh, in in the other Musaf Adam that we give in Sefer Alei Shur, the 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 first Shar is Marechas uh, Adam Marechas Taira, and it speaks very much from a Musaf perspective of this idea that if you think about the world as let's say two an x-axis and a y-axis of place and time, I've said this many times before, but it's 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 really just a way to look at life. Uh, that that 
there's no two people who can be in the same place at the same time. Me and you could be in the same place at different times or could exist at the same time in different places. So if you think about that grid and that the grid has to be filled in with some sort of gilui R in every one of those boxes, then you put it in place and then you mix in the culture that somebody grows up in birth order that somebody grows up in two people in the two people have a profoundly different experience even part of one family whether or not somebody is the oldest who has certain uh, leadership responsibilities maybe or uh, caretaking responsibilities whether they're the youngest whether they're in the middle Every single thing rolls into the circumstance, to the stage on which you can shine, you can shine yourself, and you can bring out a Gilui R. And when you understand that that's your job, you can just knock that out of the park. And when a Kaddish Baruch Hu looks at you, he's going to look at you and whether or not you measured up to your tafkid. And we can be we can be excited about that. It's not about uh, getting excited to achieve mediocrity because I will never be as great as somebody else. My greatness is defined by my task. Every person is a shliach that we were tasked with a particular thing. That is our greatness. You don't like it. You think that, well, I wish I had a better job. That's not his botless. That's I want to decide. I want to be the lead singer. I want to be the, the best shooter. That's because you're not part, you're, you're, you're not subscribing to a Kaddish Baruch Hu's plan. You're not understanding that your place on a successful team is to be your, your role. That if a person feels that all bad about that and says, yeah, that, that's great, but I wish that I was the Rebbe. I wish that I was the CEO. I wish whatever it is. That means that you're subscribing to your plan. That's not his botless. As a person moves towards his botless, you should feel a greatness that you were tasked with somebody that no, nobody else could accomplish. And that is a that is your shlichus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is where a person gets excited. That's, that's moving towards tshuva. That's moving towards adopting one's task in life and realizing where their priorities were off. Even, by the way, if they weren't specifically even maybe they were saying, I, you know, at all costs, I'm going to do Avoda on my terms the way that I want to do it. As we get closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we work on Amuna, we work on his Batlis. This is where a person truly values the, the, the role that they are playing and embraces it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shoshu Lasos Dvarim Lafi Koho Lafi Legalos Es Hashem Izbarach. Every person has strengths and weaknesses. Many people they they say you know these are my weaknesses these are my challenges here's what I have to work on. I think Rav Shlomo Volbi discusses this idea. I remember seeing it. Um, I think in the first Chelek, in maybe the third shower. I don't remember exactly, but I, I, I think I, I think so. A person's going to get to Shemayim, and Hashem is going to say, "You you had all of these uh, weaknesses, all these challenges, all these things that you did wrong." And a person's going to respond, "Listen, I had to work on that. The truth is, working on this was one of the you know that that was one of my challenges, and it was a fight, and I didn't always win." Let's say a person has certain strengths. If a person doesn't leverage those strengths, what are they going to say? A Kaddish Baruch is going to say, I made that part easy for you. Now, if we want to look at this almost uh, Bataris Mushal, a person makes a billion dollars a year, and he says, I deserve a lot of credit. I gave Meiser. I gave Tzedakah. I gave $100 million a year. Well, you had $900 million a year left over and certain disposable income. 
did you you were uniquely suited to do certain things that other people were not suited to do a person other examples we've used in the past the tallest guy in the room doesn't want to help somebody get something off the shelf the guy with the nicest voice wants to sit in the corner of the room he doesn't want to daven for the Ahmed. obviously there's halachas about who could be a shliach tzibur a person who is able to articulate things very well he has a certain kayak of connecting to people he doesn't want to teach he wants to sit and learn alone all day a person has to evaluate if there's something that one is in a situation maybe it takes a Rebbe it, it, it takes a Cheshven and Nefesh for sure but it takes also having an Eitzah Rebbe but also having a Chaver if a person is uniquely suited to be able to fulfill a certain task then a person needs to take a step back the answer might be Hey, I can't. Uh, I can't put all of my own considerations aside. If I just spend all of my time running around and uh, and, and giving people love, well, at, uh, I'm also going to lose my sense of self and my self development. I need to take time also to spend on self, on family. I read a uh, about a machanach who had to struggle with this, having people at the Shabbos table. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I'm just saying. On one hand, he was in a position to be able to have Talmidim, to give them a Shabbos experience. On the other hand, uh, the, the this Mechanach had a large family. Shabbos is also a time, if this Mechanach was running around all week long, giving everybody time under the sun, Shabbos was a time to have family time, To and especially if many of the Talmidim that he had might have been holding on a different level, his Shabbos table ex- experienced... Uh, experience was very, very different when he had some of those Talmidim at the table than it would have been uh, when he wanted to give his children also, have, have them grow up with a certain type of a Shabbos table. So these are, these are are there's a lot of complexity here. Uh, it doesn't mean that everybody around a person has to suffer because they have a certain strength. A person is also uniquely suited to be the husband, wife, father, etc. of those closest around him. A person also needs to take out the garbage. That is also part of the test. But I digress. This is a person is a shliach of a kaddish baruch hu. K'dele galus as Hashem is barach in order to bring gilei to a kaddish baruch hu. Aval ein la adam koyach atzmi, v'loy shleimus atzmis. That that shleimus comes from being part of a system, and that is how a person has to evaluate themselves, not. Uh, from uh, a point of view where they have autonomy, but rather from the point of view of that they can accomplish and contribute towards Shlemus, and once they're part of that system, then they are also a Shalem. Just mention one story, which is a famous anecdote. I don't know if it's true or not. It might be true because I've heard the same story in different forms, but uh, a person was learning in Kailul, in Yeshiva, he gets to Kailul late, the Rosh Kailul comes over to him and says, how come you're late? And he said, well, I was on my way, and as I was walking, I saw this the, the, this woman, she had no husband to help her, she was trying to juggle the kids, she was trying to take packages in, Mamish, the, the, the kids needed to get to school, they also needed Chinuch, and there was just, the whole place was a disaster, and this woman just, I, I, I mean, she was Mamish, an Almana B'chaye Baila, she was like, like a widow with, with with a husband who just wasn't around. And the Rosh Kail says, well, you know, you obviously did a great thing. That was definitely worth it. Perhaps we should make the community wear. We should make the woman's rubber wear. Who is this woman who needs so much help? And the punchline, the man says, this woman is actually my wife. So this demands a lot of cheshben and nefesh, and a person has to, uh, to to be true, true to his bathless, true to themselves, and true to making a cheshben and nefesh, and understand the world that they live in. This becomes very hard, especially when we live in a in a system with sort of like a linear scale 
of of greatness and accomplishment, especially in an institutional setting and in a school setting, which is uh, it, it's very very difficult. It's very very difficult to have any sort of a system that can accommodate for individuals, and there is definitely a friction there. There's a balance where there has to be a certain setting, there has to be a certain social setting that we create maybe certain competitiveness, whether it's greatness in learning and other types of chesed, and yet every single person has to also stay conscious of bringing out the greatness of them as an individual, and the greatness is defined by his batlas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's overall plan. Sikom Avoidas Elul, now a summary of the Avod of Elul, Lahakir Biyuchar Hashem Izbarach, Uli Kones La Mitoich Bittel. We're now going to summarize the Avod of Elul is to recognize the Yichud of Hashem and to enter an avo- into avoda from an outlook of bittel. Zu hi ha'avoda b'chodesh elul lachzor l'chayos im Hashem Baruch. We are coming back to live. We are lit up. We are animated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu mitoich emuna b'hira b'yuchudo from this emuna, a, cl- a clarity in emuna, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu z'yichud. Ki yesh koyach miyuchud b'yom emeilu. There's a special energy in this time. L'hatzliach lachzor b'tshuva. These ideas that we're understanding, you, you also have to engage. A person can't just spin their wheels. It has to be meaningful. The idea to engage in this, to internalize, to integrate this is miyuchad. Now is the time. To strengthen in ourselves the, and reflect on the hakara of yichud Hashem and to acquire the clarity of amunah to live with ein not that Hashem is stronger, not that that this is the right way, the moral way, the ethical way, it's what I should be doing at the time we get schar. There is nothing else. Now a person can live with a simcha, with a certain nachas ruach, with a satisfaction that they are engaging. If I live, I take HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will, I understand it, and I adopt it, and I'm lit up by it, and that is the life that I live, then then yes, a person has to focus on Maisim also. A person can have this menuchas nefesh, and this simcha, it's hard work, uh, but that, that that they're living the right way. And that will give us the kayach to overcome our challenges. There is nothing else. Everything, it might be hard work, but it, everything is animated by Kodesh Baruch Hu. This is our task. There is no other alternative to get any sort of benefit. Even, again, if you take the, the snapshot and you isolate, oh, there's pleasure in this, uh, in fulfilling this taiva. That is not, that's only because you're looking at it in a very myopic way. There's nothing to seek over there, nothing going on, nothing to see here. There is no MS, there is nothing substantial in anything else. This is how we need to enter into the new year. With no with no yish. Now, tefasim rubalei tefasta, it's not about taking on a million things on yourself. It's about coming to the Zakara we discussed in the last year. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Hadin, is not the last day of the year. It's not about examining every single thing and, you know, mitzvahs and averis, at least in one in one uh, way of looking at it. I'm sure that there's many svarim that, uh, that that address the idea of the din, mitzvahs and averis. But certainly in one way of understanding, Yom Hadin, Rosh Hashanah, is day one of the year, the very first Rosh Hashanah that ever existed 
existed, did not have a year before it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is creating the world one year at a time. You're entering into, uh, you are entering into judgment in the kaychis, the potential, the everything that's going to be planted in you, in the world for you to accomplish your role. Everything could change. All bets are off. It is not a continuation of the last year. Now, where are they holding? So what are they judged based on? I am presenting myself here as I am now. Where am I now? That's going to depend on everything uh, everything that goes into the person. That's where a person does tshuva. They have to realign their goals. They're presenting themselves based on, based on what they're bringing to the table. And that is going to depend on who they are as a person uh, the, the, the mitzvahs that they've done, the averis that they've done, the baggage that they might bring. But tshuva, tshuva is a miracle, but tshuva is also part of the process. Tshuva is hishtadlis. It's like I heard of Pinkus one time say, uh, or I read maybe in the Sefer on tefillah, I don't remember, but he said, imagine a, a circumstance where let's say a doctor is an emergency room doctor and he, there's 50 beds in the hospital and he gets, he, they, they give him some sort of a phone, a beeper or whatever it was at the time that he was saying, that if anything happens that he can't handle, he should make the call and help will come. He's not expected, he's not in a position where he can be responsible for the results. He's there to basically triage and call, do whatever he has to do. Uh, sure enough, this Bahayom, he's sitting there in the emergency room and there's like 10 code reds at once and he needs help. And he goes from bed to bed and a person, Rahman al-Islam, dies. And he's sitting before the medical board and they, they want to make him responsible for the results. And he says, I'm only one person. I was incapable. There was no way I possibly could have done everything. And the response was, your hishtadlis wasn't to go from bed to bed and run around. Your hishtadlis was to evaluate the situation and call for help. People think I do. I have to do, do tefillah, and then in order that I should do my ishtadlis, we have to look at tefillah. We live in a world where there's a spiritual reality. Tefillah is part of our ishtadlis. Tefillah is real. Tshuva also. Tshuva is real. Tshuva, the Chazal tell us, is one of the seven things that was created before the world. The world was created within a context where there is a reality of tshuva. So, yes, and that we're going to see that in the next parak when it talks about Rachamim. There are certain things, there are certain things that are twisted that can't be made straight. And yet, when we have the reality of tshuva, we can change who we are, we can change those very things that might be holding us back, that might actually be the things that catapult us forward. The Chazal tell us about ways that Zdoinais, Nasa, Keshkagais, or that Averis can even be deemed as mitzvahs. Those changes happen in Elul. Those changes happen in the Tshuva process. But as we present ourselves on Yom Adin, that is day one going forward. So you could say, I could really change over myself in an instant. And there are certain times that a person can mamish have be generally speaking, for a person to make those changes where they're, where, where they're meaningful changes and I'm actually turning into a different person, they have to be incremental changes. They have to be incremental Kabbalists. But as we saw in the first parak, a person has to take on the right types of Kabbalists. Those are the types of actions and hanhagas that are perspective changing where I come to present myself when I'm trying to do things one by one, it's very difficult to accomplish a lot at a time. If I can truly adopt a reframe, uh, totally reframe the situation and just put it into a different paradigm, I can take a lot of the the energy that was going to certain type of actions, and then there can actually be a shift, a shift in momentum, so that I can make a super meaningful shift and change in where I'm holding, even in an instant. I just said this. Without 
in Bittel Vesimcha. With this type of a reframe, this type of a shift of momentum, even in one day, I can I can literally change everything about my life. This is not because I will be successful. I am responsible for the consequence. I'm responsible for myself in terms of redirecting my hishtadlis, my perspective. Ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is responsible for the consequence. My avoda is to give it my all. Whether I'll be successful, I mean, without uh, without getting into the challenges, let's say, of technology and who should engage to what degree. Obviously, everybody has their own their own uh, their, their own perspective and standards and rebellion. But the resources available to, let's say, somebody today who makes a definitive decision that they want to accomplish certain Torah goals and where a person might have been uh, 30, 40, 50, 60 uh, years ago, five years ago, two years ago, or just think about what's available from a publishing perspective. Bavli, Yerushalmi, a person wants to do Dafyaymi, they want to do Amudyaymi, Oraisa, Dirshu, tests. These resources just simply didn't exist at a certain point. And even a person who had this 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 goal and this decision, they might have ha- had to have had a tremendous amount, much more of a commitment, uh, or, or hunting out to find a certain Rebbe, a certain Shir. We have Baruch Hashem, it's Ekfis Mashiach. We have a tremendous amount of resources that were given, and therefore, w- when a person decides something, even just the time that they're born, language barriers. If a person speaks, obviously Hebrew, but English, the amount of Sfarim and resources that are available in English have to be exponentially more than any other language, aside maybe from Lashon HaKadosh, but many, many things are out of our hands. What we have to do is make a decision. We have to use the resources that we're blessed with, and ultimately the conse- the, the, the results are going to be from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, if we say, I don't have the strength, I heard of Noah Weinberg uh, Zatzal on one of the Tishabah videos. I think th- uh, somebody was quoting him and they said, you know, how did you know that you would be successful? He, I think he went through like something like four yeshivas uh, until Aisha Taira. The, but but they said, you know, how did you just keep on trying? How did you know maybe not to close up shop? And he said, God's children were drowning and I was throwing them a life preserver. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to let his children drown. I'm a shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was just a matter of, you know, attaching my pipe the right way. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu would send the shefa through me. I was going to be successful. If we are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children, we are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's shliach. And it's not on our terms. We are lucky and chosen how many Jews are in the world and how many, uh, how many people in the world, how many Jews in the world, how many Orthodox Jews in the world, how many people that are interested in learning, learning keeping halacha, how many people who have access that are just turned on to this right now, that are listening to a podcast, this one or any other one, that have this farm, we have won the lottery. And if a person is here and able to tap into their tafkid and they're able to tap into their purpose, asher bachar banu, we won the, we won the lottery. And if we just glance for a second at note Mem Ches, he says, Kemokein b'koyach hamunas ha'yichud adam yuchal shaloyli hajbrim mashik avar. 
I think we quoted in the last year the passage from Rabbeinu Yonah, everything in the past only exists as a context for you to evaluate where you are right now, for you to accomplish right now 100% and going forward. It's not baggage, it's just framing it out, right? If a person is the, the, the one that they bring in to clean up difficult situations, that is what the person thrives on. That's where they have greatness in. I could have done better, I could have done worse. It's totally irrelevant, right? Rabbi Akiva, learned to Aleph Bays at uh, 40 years old, I think. A person could say, well, if he accomplished everything that he accomplished, uh, imagine what he would have accomplished if he would have learned to Aleph Bays and been in Cheder from the time that he was five years old. Maybe, maybe not, who knows. Whatever it was that pushed him, maybe it would have been impossible to have that had he been doing it at five years old. Those parts of his personality never could have been brought out. It, it, It doesn't really make a difference. From our point of view, everything that happened in the past is framing our avoda right now, and that is the avoda that we have to engage in and knock out of the park and uh, uh, and, and embrace. Put it on a kaddish baruch I'm going to give over the reins. Hashem, this is the situation where I'm in. There are things that I'm hearing in the shir right now that I didn't know before. There's other ideas, resources that I was given. Things that I were turned on to that I just I didn't I didn't have, and a person can bemoan the fact that they didn't have them. I wouldn't have done certain avarus. I would have done certain certain mitzvahs. My whole life would have been different. It's totally not relevant. Throw that on Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When a person comes to this yichud, this bittel that we're discussing, his avarus are forgiven. The iker avarus are coming from the from a shayrish of a deficiency in Amuna. If a person fixes that at the root, he cuts himself off from the Avera. He's going to live with this. He's a different person, different ambitions, right? Different goals. I am now a person where I am committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and I'm Zaycha to Doidi Li. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is for me. V'Hashem is Baruch Meichel and Makarva so HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be Meichel, bring me in. Umishachai Kach, Mevin Yesoid Atzim, a person who lives like this, understands a profound, tremendous Yesoid. Iker HaHatzlacha Hibakaya HaTfila a person has to try as hard as he will, but where is that relationship? What resonates our neshama? Where do we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? By tefillah. In the liturgy, in the standard text, uh, there was a tremendous amount of depth. The text of tefillah was from Anshe Knesset Sagadayla, and even before, th- these are before m- many of the, the, the Tanayim, basically, if we could be Medayik in a Mishnah, the person could be Medayik in the Siddur. The Siddur was already by Anshe Knesset Sagadayla, with Nevi'im among them, right? Pesuk de Zimro was David HaMelech. To place David HaMelech, he was all the way in Shmuel, Yeshua Shoftim Shmuel, Right, and then and then Malachim, there were Nevi'im that come after them. Think about where these words are coming from. They're coming from they're coming from Nevi'im. They're coming from Ruach Hakodesh. This if we could tap into Kaya Hatfila, 
that is where we can have Hatzlachav. But we understand ourselves as trying to attach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're not trying to be the reservoir. We're trying to become an extension of the reservoir and get out all of the blockages, right? If there is a never-ending source of energy, what we need to do, we're not looking for batteries, so to speak. We're looking to plug ourselves in. At that point... Uh, at that point, the energy that that can light us up and with which we can light up the world is unending. We are attached. We, we are attached to the source itself. We, we ask that our Kodesh Baruch Hu should send it through us. Again, I meant I said, like, we don't have batteries. A person has batteries, that means that my function is limited to myself. I just need the energy. When I plug myself in, it's a flow. Everything is bad to Hashem. We have to keep this front and center in our mind, and it's a balance. We have to appreciate our strengths in order to be able to give it our all, but we also have to appreciate this idea of Bittal. Be'el shall kol shana oilim yaiser. Last paragraph. In El, uh, every year, we have the ability to transcend even higher. Hine hasogas hadvekas vayichud vabitul himdvarm sheishvim madregas ad ein sof. We can come infinitely closer to the Ein Saif. There, there, there is no shortage of Avoda. We have to understand that our Avoda at any given point might be to go one step to the right, one step up, and th- that, that defines 100% of our immediate goal. However, on the other hand, which step we take is defined by where we're, like with our fork in the road example, where we're going to be in a thousand steps, and we can get ever closer to that. A person a person can constantly, even if they think that they're doing the same avoda, they're a totally different person a year down, different life experience, different maturity, hopefully a certain growth, so to speak, in ruchnius. We can go ever deeper in our relationship with Hashem. A person can have a much more profoundly deep relationship now than they were when they were less mature. Different appreciation. He's rising every year. A person thinks that they're doing the same the same Now there's more depth to what we're doing. Even though we think we're going over the same actions. We already, sometimes we can't see it as much, we already acquired some sort of a Kenyan in that and now we are advancing uh, we're advancing even deeper okay Bezer Shem soon Perak Gimel